All right, guys, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, I want to give the uh, first part of the meeting tonight uh, over to Matt or uh, Gravy Lake there um, to kind of uh, promote the uh, protest. Um, I saw on Facebook today we're running into some issues with uh, Facebook flag and stuff, yeah? Yeah, for some reason, um, what, like all the things that we shared got flagged as uh, inappropriate content or spam. Uh, the website is still up. We're working on it currently. And uh, to get around it, we set up a Twitter. So we can post the link to Twitter, and then you can view anything that we have going on from there. Perfect. You want to provide a link to the Twitter? Yeah, let me let me grab that real quick. Okay, no worries. And then while you're doing that, doing that, oh, yep. go ahead. Bud. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got that. Um, everything else is still up and running. Everything's going well. Um, yeah. I mean, I know when uh, Enoch should be here shortly. He should be here any minute. He's just he's on a call right now. Um, that's but, uh, that's fine. I just wanted yeah. to give some time to you guys so that we could get, you know, make sure everybody stays informed on that. And then uh, you want to talk about it a little bit for those that are new or don't know. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't uh, heard, uh, UFDA crew started HelpSaveOurHobby.com. Um, and we're doing a protest. Uh, was it the 28th and the 29th in Hancock Park in Washington, D.C.? Uh, so it's Friday and Saturday. It's next Friday and Saturday, not this coming, but a week from this weekend. And um, yeah, like no, it's a no fly zone. Don't bring any drones, nothing like that. Uh, we might actually wind up having a meetup on Sunday down in Baltimore. Um, talk to Cricket and Bot. We might just all go down there and fly where it's not, you know, across the street from the FAA in a, definitely a no fly zone. Um, I've been contacting food truck vendors. We got people speaking. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a good time. Did I see that you guys sort of have a schedule of events posted out there somewhere now? Yeah, the schedule is actually on the website. I'll drop the link, uh, to help save hobby.com in the chat as well. Uh, it'll be under our Twitter, just directly under our Twitter or well under what I got it. Just <laughs> there we go. Oh, cool. You already got it. Right on. <laughs> now nobody can miss it. <laughs> yep. Hey, Enoch, how you doing, bud? Doing all right. Add better hey, so days, just... <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking about that. I was uh, letting Matt kind of explain what was going on. Um, he gave us a link to your Twitter, which is perfect. And uh, and then we've got the, the website up there. Has cool. Facebook said yeah, anything yeah, about why they've taken stuff down? I mean, it says that it's spam or it goes against their their community guidelines, which is it doesn't make any sense. Right. I mean, people were starting to share the link, though, but it's weird because they they took advertising money from this other guy who was boosting the Facebook page. And maybe he was boosting that the post that got taken down. And then I started boosting the post because I felt like like. I should be doing it too if he's doing it. And they took 20 bucks. They charged me 20 bucks and took down all the pages. Yep. Well, that's super fun. Well, hopefully we can get that resolved um, in the next, you know, day or two. But uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, let me. They have it up now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There was a, uh, I did check. Um, Dave shared. Uh, one of your guys' videos on the FPBFC, that one's still active. So it was, um, I think it's directly related to sharing the link to our website. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if that link to our website was in a post, they'll probably flag it and take it down. If you see that and then you put that in for review, like the more people who put that in for review, probably the better for yeah. us. If it's like some type of uh, algorithmic flagging that's happening. All right, so if you see it, just uh, post it for uh, review, and then uh, um, once that goes, uh, hopefully once we get that fixed, we can uh, restart the, not restart, but, you know, ramp up the campaign again. So uh, really good deal, guys. If you can make it to DC, 
big deal. Um, these guys are very organized, uh, and I want to thank them for all the work that they're putting into it. It's uh, a great help, and uh, I think it's going to be a great turnout, and I can't wait to be there. So, um, Speaking of uh, the FAA, uh, this is going to be our last meeting before comments go in. So uh, I just wanted to take a few minutes. I think at this point, we are somewhere in the 18,000 comments, which is massive. So if you put in a comment, thank you. Uh, that's awesome. If you haven't put in a comment, please do. Uh, it's very important uh, so that we can keep doing what we do. And hopefully we can uh, do so with uh, without all the regulations that are you know, threatening to bog us down. So... Um, <clears throat> on that note, uh, I've gone through quite a bit of the comments, and we've got a lot that are copy and pasted from the AMA. Um, we did post our um, our response, and you're welcome to uh, attach that to your responses if you haven't done so already. Um, it's 26 pages. Don't copy and paste it. It won't let you anyway, because I think you're restricted to 5,000 characters. But um, but feel free to attach that along with pictures of uh, what you do, where you're flying, who you're flying with, if you've got educational or family or anything like that to really put that uh, <laughs> personal perspective on your comment. It's a, it's a really big deal uh, so that we can put a face to the you know hundreds of thousands of people who enjoy this hobby um whether you fly fpv or aerial photography or model aircraft fixed wing uh helicopters it doesn't matter it's going to affect all of us so uh we really really um need to uh get that on uh enoch remember the live streams from the protest will drive comments too yep absolutely um, any videos? Uh, I know Drew put out a video. I put out a video. Uh, several. I mean, I, I I can't count the number of videos that people have put out um, regarding this. So uh, you can provide links to those videos. Uh, anything just to get our message through. So um, one suggestion had, I recently we had one. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say one suggestion I recently heard was to search your local news organizations for any positive drone posts, contact those reporters and let them know that this is going on and that they're possibly looking for stories and might might cover this. So just a suggestion if anybody knows anyone or has some time to do some advertising, get a hold of some reporters and see if they'll cover it. That's a great idea. We also had a request yesterday for a flyer that could be um, in PDF format that could be downloaded, printed off, and given to schools, colleges, hobby shops uh, to simply ask people to post. Uh, that's up on the on the website. Uh, thank you, uh, Josh and Dan. And um, that that can simply be printed off. We did include FPVFC instructions. Frankly, uh, the links that uh, that we've put together are are very nice and it's really uh, easy and effective as opposed to trying to find it uh, yourself. So uh, uh, that's why we included uh, the FPVFC stuff in that flyer. So um, just quick uh, run around the room. Uh, who has still to post a comment? And if there's something we can help you with to get that done, um let us know um but has everybody here posted a comment to the fa no this week this week okay just make sure and get it in before um i know last week there was um some issues with the website and people were struggling to get their comments posted uh i i just don't want that to happen to anybody so try and wrap those up quick get them in early um well, a last-minute comment is still a com still a comment. I just don't want that to be. Whoa! Sounds like flying Sasquatch has an open mic there.
Flying Sasquatch, can you mute yourself, bud? Thank you, thank you so much. Appreciate it. So, um, just don't want anybody to run into any website issues there. Um, any comments, questions about the FPV response? Anything that we can clarify for you? Um, that can I can... remind? Can I remind people to also go on to Flight Test um, YouTube channel and take their survey? Absolutely. Um, I was actually in the middle of doing that right before the meeting. Uh, I think I have a. Let me get the I, link for that real quick. If you don't have it, I can get it if you need me to. Yeah, if you don't mind, we can throw it up there. There we go. Thank you, thank you, Dan. Appreciate that. I think they have the link to their their form there on that main page somewhere. Yeah, there it is. It says take our survey. Perfect. Let me grab the direct link real quick for everybody. There we go. So I know they're meeting with the FAA, so uh, definitely a good deal to take their survey. There's a lot of questions there, um, but don't let that stop you from taking it. It's very easy. It's still quick. I think maybe 10 minutes to get it done um, and uh, a lot of good questions, and hopefully they can relay a lot of that to uh, the FAA. So that's definitely a big deal. Um, what else can we can we clarify for you guys before we move on to next steps? Nothing. All right. So uh, next steps uh, after this, uh, and we'll probably start rolling this out here in the next week, week and a half, would be uh, letters to um, your local senators and representatives, uh, as well as people on the uh, – Dave, help me out here. On the uh, board of transportation, the, yeah, the focus we we want is the uh, uh, the subcommittees and committees that are relevant to uh, the FAA and also uh, the FCC. So certainly the uh, House uh, subcommittee on aviation, with the uh, and Senate subcommittee on aviation and space, and um, I found the uh, the appropriate subcommittee on the FCC the other day. Uh, it slips my mind right now, but we'll we'll have them uh, documented not only with chairs and ranking members, but um, members of the uh, subcommittees. With uh, and we'll write up uh, and 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 now as we change to this now copy and paste is okay. So if you know so calling is good, but uh, uh, copy and paste would uh, will work and we'll work work up draft uh, memos. automated I don't know we're, we're anticipating it might be kind of fast-tracked but uh, you know that's just but um, generally from NPRM phase to actual implementation usually anywhere from 12 to 18 months um, but that's not a reason to get lax in our ability to reach out and um, talk to the the pertinent people that can actually affect what's going on with the FAA um, you know, there, we all know that there's some, there's some interesting ties to what ID, uh, from DOD and, um, DHS, DHS thank you. And, as well as, you know, commercial drone association, the CDA. Um, but at the same time, you know, we need to be reaching out to the people, to the people who represent us so that, uh, they can be informed, they can understand what's at stake. Uh, which, you know, in terms of FPV and in terms of model aircraft is a lot. Um, if you watched my video, I mean, it's all about STEM and um, developing the next generation of pilots and both manned aircraft and drone pilots and UAS pilots and, and everything else. And they're really shooting their, their future workforce in the foot by, you know, making this a very difficult hobby to to get into. So 
you know, we, we all know we have an excellent safety track. We all know that, uh, um, it's important for STEM and, and for development and innovation. And I, I don't think a week or, or two weeks goes by that something new isn't rolling out some new command and control, you know, uh, like the crossfire shot or, you know, new technology, uh, whether it's HD or anything that, that the commercial side is going to take this stuff as well and, and really bring that in. And so we're kind of the proving ground. We're the, we're the testers of, of what's happening in the, in the, uh, UAS space. And, um, you know, by limiting that they're, they're kind of limiting themselves. So. And I'd like to toss out there that there's a lot of people on our side that we might not necessarily think about. I was talking with somebody from the civil air patrol and they are totally against this remote ID proposal. And they occasionally use drones, the, some search and rescue crews, some civil engineering people, uh, my local state department of transportation, they're all on our side with this. You, you know, you guys were talking about getting in touch with your senators. I just posted a link there for, uh, Utah Senator, I believe it's Utah Senator Mike Lee. Mike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. That's proposing the, you know, this is not, this is a piece of legislation that we are not in support of. Oh, really? It has, it has a, uh, we've, we've tried to be uh, vocal about it. Um, Let's see. This is twenty six oh seven Senate twenty six oh seven, I think. Okay. And... Yeah. So here's the here's the deal, and and I've I've gone through this a couple of times, and there's a couple threads on the, our Facebook where I kind of talk about this. But the big deal with this is that in order to fly, well, based on this, it basically gives not only the private citizen control over their airspace, which in some regards is good, in some regards is bad, but by doing so, it also gives uh, the city control of airspace. It gives the county's control of airspace. It gives the state's control of airspace. Imagine trying to fly in a in a realm where number one, your neighbors don't want you flying around their house or over their house, and then the HOA that you live in, the homeowners association, has put in their their rules that you can't fly. And then the county has put in their rules that you can't fly or that you need permission to fly. And or you then have to pay a, you have to pay a fee or you have to pay a fee to access the airspace. So in order to actually fly, you're going to have to touch base with not only the people's homes that you're going to be flying over or the school that you want to fly at or the park. You have to reach out to counties and states and, and HOAs, and it just makes it so impossible to to so it's to, not uh, private property what's that so it's, so it's not as it's saying private property oh. no because the if you if you read deeper into it they talk about how the the cities would be required to designate takeoff and landing points and that model aircraft could fly within a certain border and but it leaves all that up to those individuals to dictate rules. So like in Arizona, um, the state has, you know, very nicely basically set, set, a, set a law in place that says no uh, divisions of the state, which would be a city or a county or a township or anything like that, would uh, are able to make rules regarding UAS that the state has put into effect that they are the sole control of any UAS laws. So, and, and in fact, they dictate that cities have to do certain things about model aircraft and, and whatnot. Like they, they have to designate at least one park per city. So like Phoenix metro area is made up of 10 or 15 different towns or cities. So each one of those has to have a location where people can fly model aircraft, which is amazing. It's great. But at the same time, you know, you start giving more control to um, the cities and the states. And we've already seen uh, cities that have tried to lock people out of the sky. Like I know if anybody follows the UAV legal discussion, the Janice County, um, they confiscated, they, they arrested somebody, they confiscated his equipment. And uh, just recently they were able to get that overturned. But, you know, there are some areas in the country that are not friendly to model aircraft or UAS. And um, imagine 
you know, I'm flying to to Colorado or I'm flying to uh, New Jersey or any number of places, I'm you have to know what the laws are there if you want to go fly. So it's this web of nonsense that is going to be so extremely difficult to navigate for anybody, not only on the recreational side, but also on the commercial side. Let's say you, you want to start up an aerial photography business. <clears throat> it just makes it really difficult to navigate those rules and laws or even do business in certain places. Is that preferable to, well, I mean, is remote ID preferable to uh, this situation where you have uh, basically federalism on airspace where, I, I, I guess I'm asking because I'm sort of in the that, camp. We call that a pejorative question. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, there's it's. An, there's another piece of legislation that's, uh, that's also out there. Uh, let's see, it looks, it, yep, there it is. Um, Senate. Uh, 2502. Uh, unlike 2607, this has uh, bipartisan support. It was uh, introduced back in September uh, by Senator Scott. Um, and interestingly, over the last month or so, this one has a, uh, a prognosis that has dropped from 20 down to 3%. So this one is um, not good for us either. Uh, this bill restricts the uh, the sale of uh, Chinese manufactured drones, Chinese manufactured drone components, um, as well as the funding of any federal agency using uh, Chinese drones or components, uh, and that includes research, colleges, uh, etc. Okay. Yeah, my concern is that uh, convenience. Um, I know it won't be very convenient, but don't concealed carry. I guess there's a gun debate here then going on is like a concealed carry has this exact same issue where you have to know correspondences between states. But uh, I guess there's a either we face tyranny from the federal level and if RID goes through, would it be preferable then to just have states have the 200 foot airspace thing? It's I guess pick your poison. Which evil do you want? But, exactly. Uh, and that's it, that's what makes it very difficult. And you know, the, the one thing you do bring up is concealed carry or, you know, you know, it's how that kind of translates between states. But imagine trying to navigate that on a city, county, state level. You know, it's not just a state, but it's going to be any any, you know, breakdown of that level as well as your local communities. I mean, we live in a, you know, not to, you know cast a, a shadow over society because that's not what we're here to do but we live in a time where most of us don't even talk to our neighbors you know and we are skeptical skeptical of anybody who knocks on our door so you know yes that that would encourage you to build those relationships but at the same time you know for people who are not comfortable doing that it makes it very difficult to to go out and enjoy a hobby so mm -hmm. You know, you just got to think about stuff like that. You know, it, it, it really is. It's pick your poison. But on a certain level, and I know people would probably are going to disagree with me, I would rather talk to one direct agency that can affect everything than try and fight that battle piece by piece. You know, it's like death by a thousand cuts almost in my mind. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If somebody sees it from a different perspective, please feel free to jump in. Well, it's actually the respective shared by AUVSI, Commercial Drone Alliance. Every single other organization there also favors having the FAA have superiority over the, over the airspace down to the grass. I feel like there's ultimately a point where, I mean, really, can the FAA really dictate what can take off and land out of your front yard? There has to be, it's like you have, you have national highways, federal highways, you have state roads, and then you have local municipal roads. Each of those, you have different rules of the road, and they also have different ownership. I feel like airspace only being national only, that just doesn't work as we now have the ability to navigate in the microspace, micro airspace, so to say. I agree. If I want my three-year-old to drive my truck in my driveway, she should be able to, right? <laughs> sorry. I thought that was sorry. Okay. Yeah, we need the so equivalent. So there might, at some point in the future, if you have a completely... Here's the thing that I see with that, right? 
industry doesn't want that at all because then they're gonna have to come to us and buy rights to come and land in our yard or have us sign away our rights for them to do any type of delivery or something like that you know so they're gonna push back against that every every step of the way i'm sure so um yeah, for, from what we know and from what we're uh, uh, talking to people who are working closely with the Hill, uh, these are two active pieces of legislation. Uh, we're, we're not in support of either of them uh, for reasons we've stated. And the, uh, our campaign uh, on the letter writing will be focused on the, uh, on the subcommittees. And so uh, uh, that, that's the approach that, uh, again, that this is, um we're getting uh, good advice i feel it's it's positive advice it's certainly have decades of experience from folks in the manned aviation uh, field who have uh have been working with the faa and uh, that's uh, their recommendation to us isn't there another bill out there dealing with privacy well, uh, that may only apply to commercial, tort. though. There's tort, but the um, but the uh, the uniform tort has been set set aside. Is that the one you're thinking of, or is this a, a no? A federal this is House something different. Uh, I believe House, and um, well, the Senate, I just read the a little bit about talk, it today. The Senate one talks of ostensibly about security. This one was specifically on privacy in that. Privacy, okay. Um, you. Well, if you if you find it, let me know. Okay, yeah. Let me see if I, I think I might have found it on Yahoo. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, if you see something that we haven't seen, please feel free to shoot it to us so that we can kind of, you know, you know, take a, at least take a quick look at it, figure out if it's good, bad, or otherwise, and. And if need be, obviously, you know, deep dive it and get the information out to you guys, because um, that's definitely important. Any any new piece of of legislation, we need to kind of react to. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it is it really is a pick your poison kind of situation. But both of these bills, uh, seemingly at this point, have a very low chance of Getting actually active, moving yeah. forward. So, um. You know that can always shift. Uh, I'm sure with some pressure both from the public and and, and whatnot. But at the same I'll, time, uh, go ahead, should, Steve. Um, I did I did find it. Bill. I'll 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 post a link. But it's House Bill 1065, making it a misdemeanor to trespass or uh, on property or that's use a South... drone to record or observe a person in a private I think, place. I think that's South Dakota specific. I think that's House. Oh, is it? As in oh. South Dakota House? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is House South Dakota. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read that far into it, but you're right. <laughs> you had me okay. had me going too. I'm searching all over the place for 1065, and I'm coming up with these uh, different. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something to be concerned about, though. In your own state, watch out for what your state's doing and keep up yeah, to date with it. Yeah, and one of the pieces of there's a uniform tort organization, and this is a an organization of attorneys across the United States that create consistent laws, and so they they all agree on what's a good piece of legislation, and then they hand that to state legislatures as well as county, and so it enables you know it's you know for common sense things it's a good practice because it uh, gives us a consistent set of laws across the country uh unfortunately there it was they were creating for some 3 years uh some very uh, onerous uh drone tort law and uh, happily uh, last summer they all set it aside and said you know this is too controversial and uh, too uh uh too unsettled at the moment and they might may, may pick it up in the future and that was a that was a day I cracked a couple of cold ones because that uh, that would have been a very difficult um, onslaught of uh, simultaneous uh, legislation to to uh, uh, to combat across the country. So speaking of local uh, regulations, something to be aware of. I just was talking to my local Department of Transportation, and they actually talked a few cities in my state out of drone regulations because they went to the city council meetings and sort of 
educated them on the facts and talked them out of their otherwise uh, restrictive drone regulations. That's great. And I know, by the way, you know, folks like um, Vic Moss of uh, Drone University have done uh, things like that. And so uh, one of the um, collateral benefits of the NPRM is uh, we've got a good relationship with Drone U and uh, both Paul Aiken as well as Vic Moss and uh, very appreciative for uh, the collaborative work that we've done with them and uh, uh, and the good work that they do with uh, various um, local and state uh, legislatures. Absolutely. So, you know, I just wanted to, I think most important is, you know, really dig into what's behind these bills when you see them. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions, uh, whether that's of us or somebody else. It doesn't matter. Um, just don't take it at face value because uh, I think a lot of that can can really uh, kind of blindside people, you know, and, and again, you know, my interpretation of Mike Lee's bill might be some, something different from you. I just, I've done a lot of kind of deep thought on it and, and kind of breaking it down and it's a rough one. Um, so, you know, but again, I'm open to talk about it. I'm open to talk about any of these. Um, and I know Dave and Dan and, and, Everybody here is too. So, um, but keep in mind that, you know, I, I just want to reiterate, this does not end when the comment period closes. We cannot we also, relax. We also had, we also had a, oh. a nice a nice piece of um, uh, feedback from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. And so uh, anyone who uh, flies a, a private plane or has a pilot's license, a manned pilot's license, is uh, knows the AOPA. It's a big, big organization, highly regarded by the FAA, and um, uh, they were kind enough to read through our uh, our all 24, 26 page uh, comments. And uh, I had um, had the pleasure of working with one of their executives on a couple of these uh, FAA tasking groups through the DAC. So I heard back from um, Christopher Cooper, their director of governmental affairs. And their view was they agree with all the major points in our comments with the exception of one. And that one was uh, where we were asking for uh, free flight in uncontrolled airspace. So to me, I take that as a huge positive that an organization that is as powerful as the AOPA with respect to the FAA, um, we are, are generally in complete alignment. And that's, that's good news. And so there are a number of uh, organizations that are like that. Uh, no, another one is the Alliance for Drone Innovation, where our comments are really in in good alignment. You know, and so I'm not saying perfectly, but you know, generally it really sends a message that these organizations, along with us, feel that the NPRM is just uh, out of bounds. Yeah, I think the general consensus among everybody besides the uh actual federal government thinks it's a little onerous, but uh, it's been our experience in, in communicating with people about this stuff. So there was a drone day um, in Connecticut and I went there and they had three tables where one was AP drones, one was some model aircraft and a FPV drone. And then there was the FAA table that had three DJI drones on it. <laughs> and uh, they, they, they seem to like uh, tell me that is like they don't see any industry pushing back, which is total craziness no, to me. No, and they no, had no. no information about the NPRM. They had no information that would be pertinent. Were in... these lo were these local reps from the NFA? Were they, no, were they out of was, the Connecticut region, was... or they came down to no. DC? This was out of DC. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, they were directly yeah, because... out of DC. No information on the NPRM. Uh, they were they were just in the zone of like they didn't the hear zone, about right? any industry that was scared if these things went through. And the way she she worded it was that the FAA would essentially pass it and then make exemptions for things so that they can restrict it as much as they want to whenever they want to. Do you remember the woman's name? Yeah, but I'm not going to tell. Okay. Well, I'd like to know it if you want to PM me. It wasn't um, Armenian, was it? 
No, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I, I, I personally like this lady. She's a really nice lady. So, but, um, so that's it, unusual. Like that's very, un- that's very unusual. And I would be surprised if she, uh, if, if she did work in the uh, rulemaking organization, I, I would say okay, because they've yet to be the recipients of the uh, NPRM. No, she's definitely um, not in the rulemaking organization. That's for sure. And, for sure. and so the. The uh, UAS integration office that reports up to Jay Merkel, uh, you know, any number of those folks are just completely, uh, you know, immersed in uh, in, in the whole uh, NPRM topic and the knowledge exam. Uh, Dan got to meet uh, one of the fellows, Kevin Morris. I met him in uh, uh, in D.C. along with his director. And these these folks are they they know this uh, NPRM chapter and verse. The thing that was telling was that their table had the DJI drones and then zero, zero things about drones. The rest <laughs> was stuff about general aviation. Okay. I mean, they had they had like a little card that showed uh, 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 flight zones or whatever, but it was mm-hmm. like there was no real information on the table, and so FAA wasn't trying to educate anybody. They weren't edu- even educating their their own people. Well, you know, there are they are a 45,000 person organization and uh, part of the uh, organization that they're um there's a another group called the UAS safety team and they're working to try to create uh, better education and better awareness of uh, what the FAA is doing, uh positive uses of uh, of drones. So, uh you know, I, I think we're a long way off and Certainly, when you think that you know the FAA prior from 2016 to 2018 was working very hard uh, to talk about um, you know the uh, danger and the number of incidents that we've gotten, we've talked about that that they uh, 2013 to 2018 that they identified 7,500 incidents, and thanks to one of our members, the number of confirmed incidents through a Freedom of Information Act is 14 that same five-year period so oh, wow. you know, the faa has had to turn around and say oh drones drones are good and so they're they have um, announced a uh, a camp a marketing campaign uh, for 2020 uh, where the whole push is you know we're we're in this together we're you know trying to uh, uh you know support the notion of uh, that you know, how positive drones are and of course when you've been you know, bashing uh, a topic for five years, it's a little disingenuous to, you know, pivot on a dime and uh, and say the opposite. But that's what we're, we're working with. And, you know, we'll get through it. Interestingly enough, uh, I think it was either last April or May, there was a DJI white paper. And I don't know if it's Will for his first name or Ed, but from the Facebook, he's Posts lots of uh, different links. Anyway, he mm-hmm. posted this up, and um, I took a little gander, and boy, it talks about that. And for about three or four, four or five pages, it just ripped their evidence to shreds. Yeah, so I think that was the the one of the white papers where they were starting the, uh, <clears throat> I think the the drone to phone app or whatever it was. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's been some negative negative reaction on the drone to phone a recent resubmission or reissuance of that November video, and uh, today uh, DJI came out with a good write up. Uh, we'll we'll make sure it's uh, visible to uh, to folks, and it it pieces together that uh, DJI uh, is an advocate of uh, privacy. That white paper articulates it. They were participated in the uh, in the arc, uh, so you know, we can. You know, I know there's a a lot of uh, negative toward DJI, but uh, you know, I, my view is that they're you know they, they work uh, hard for uh, the recreational drone operator, and you know, that certainly is a big piece of their business too. So it makes good sense, and they're they're also been uh, helpful to a number of organizations like us. Mm-hmm. Not not financially, but in uh, advice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, something, oh, go ahead. something that I wanted to point out was that if this goes through, there's possible options on the, at the state level 
that we don't need our elected officials for right away. Like, for example, my state, Massachusetts, has a referendum law where if we gather signatures, we can put up anything we want on the ballot for people to vote on. Mm -hmm. And one of those things for people to vote on could be uh, the decriminalization of drone operators or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could put something in there. And then, for example, uh, when we did medical marijuana or the recreational marijuana law through referendum, one of the one of the laws said that, like, the state could not use its funds to help the federal government in looking for people. You know, so it's like they, they were limiting state funds from from assisting, which we could use that tactic to say that the FAA can't deputize state agencies, because if they were to do anything for the FAA, that would be using their state funds uh, inappropriately. And under our referendum law, we have the power of the purse, which means we can give money or take money from the people like like from just passing the legislation. Like no one can complain about it unless they take it back to the the state house and you know then they'll get a lot of shit on their face if they try to mess with something that the people just passed absolutely that's that's a radical option but another one it is but also keep in mind on a on a not so radical option that um you know we went through the faa reauthorization um recently but keep in mind that's also a limited time span on that and so you know not that i want to see anything happen in between now and then but if if need be we can really push our our uh, our local officials to you know really blast that and and really make an impact on the actual reauthorization because that's the document that gives the faa the authorization to actually operate and it sets their goals and um, obviously, remote ID was in the FAA reauthorization. It's there in black and white. But when when that comes back up, you know, again, we need to be heavily involved in that, and the community needs to be heavily involved in that, so that we can, you know, really affect what's in there for us. Um, I think the last time, I think the the reauthorization kind of blindsided a lot of people. And they jammed, they jammed HR 302. They jammed it through, uh, hidden under sports a couple medicine. of other bills. You got yeah. it. Some sports medicine. Yep. So, you know, it, it's definitely something that that we need to have on our radar, uh, and not just us, but the entire community, uh, because uh, I think that only lasts for five years before they have to redo it again. Am I mm-hmm. correct on that, Dave? That is so, exactly right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, no matter what happens between now and then. Um, you know, we need to be engaged with that process as well. So, um, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst, uh, definitely is a proper adage for what's going on right now. So, um, you know, I just want uh, everybody to be aware that this fight doesn't stop and it never will stop. And if we want to continue doing what we're doing, uh, we need to be engaged, and, and that's important. And, you know, I really. You know, I think in some ways when I and maybe other people who have been in the hobby for a couple of years can probably attest to this. When I first started, the FPV community was a little bit community. I think we've all splintered into our tribes uh, in some form or fashion, as is human nature. But at the same time, the one thing that this NPRM has done that nothing has since is brought a lot of people together. And uh we need to really focus on that and and tap that power uh, because you know that's going to be our future right there. So uh, I, I think I'm kind of uh, preached out. <laughs> I, I just wanted I just wanted to uh, to close with a thank you for the support and and uh, uh, we, we're at uh, 280 members right now. Uh, thank you uh, everyone uh, for that, uh, as well as. Um, Thanks for the uh, the support to the uh, UFDA crew, uh, both financially as well as the folks uh, able to go down there. Josh will be there. Um, and so uh, thank you for everyone for uh, making the comments. And of course, please uh, uh, suggest to uh, your friends and family to uh, uh, send in comments before the March 2 deadline. So, and, oh, and, if, and if 
And so there was a good suggestion yesterday on that flyer. Uh, we were able to turn that around inside 24 hours. So if there are requests or suggestions, or if you want us to look at some of your comments, just give us a buzz. Absolutely. So also on the on the immediate uh, future, Dave is going to be at the DAC meeting. Uh, I believe he Next is week. presenting. I'm presenting so. the UAS facility map uh, update and recommendations, which includes a recommendation for shielded operations, which was uh, I was able to you know, get on the on the on in the document in the proposal, and it was uh, universally well received by air traffic management, airport management, uh, flight manned uh, flight uh, air organizations, ALPA, AOPA, AIA. Um, as well as um, airframe manufacturers. And that's next week, and it will be live streamed. So we'll be oh. watching. Oh, go ahead. I got, I got some more information from uh, the FAA. She, she said that uh, ex she expects that the certified manufacturer would cost a, a lot of money. A oh, lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, the, that to me, I'm concerned about that comment because you know what we you know, what we know is um, is the uh, is it uh, ANSI slash CTA dash two zero six three, and we also know about subpart F. And then what we don't know about is this enormous um, aspect of uh, compl means compliance uh, for the AFA. And so there, you know, so it's you know. You know, I, I think that, you know, erring on the side of being very expensive, I think that's correct, which is certainly why, you know, but, but there's just so much a lack of data and lack of information that we really don't know. Uh, however, that is certainly why uh, we pushed for uh, amateur-built uh, rules to be uh, essentially tossed out for recreational. I mean, that would, that would severely cripple our ability to, uh, to fly anything looking like a... Uh, uh, an FPV racing drone or quad or uh, freestyle, whatever you know, whatever you're, if you're making it, you know, you won't be able to unless uh, you fly it in a Freya, and that's that to us well, something, is uh, not something positive. I've been thinking about recently. Is let's look at this giant community of open source uh, flight software developers, right? Okay, no, I don't think that's, I don't see how well, that would help like, at all. Let's, I mean, no, I'm saying like, look at this community which under the certified manufacturer, I'm sure that they're going to be regulated too. Like they're not going to say, Oh, you know what? You can't build it, but you can, you can put your own software in there. It's not going to happen. So like all this open source software development is going to die too. Absolutely. It's the bane of my existence. Yeah. Look up BO178 and that's stupid. How can it save people from writing software though? Well, no, it's not that you can prevent it putting from putting it on a drone. Exactly, because the problem with the NPRM is that the, uh, let's say it's a limited class, um, a limited class remote ID, which requires an internet connection, which also requires uh, a couple things to happen. Number one, that the drone doesn't take off if it can't take, if it can't connect to the internet. Second, if you go beyond your 400 feet dome, that the drone should not fly anymore. So, you know, there, it, it has to be integrated not only into the drone, but it has to be integrated into the software. You start planting uh, uh, open source on there and you're overriding, you're, you're basically, as the FAA calls, tampering with the system. And then yeah. it becomes illegal and, and, and then falls under the amateur built class. So it, it's, it's really devastating to the open source community as well. And so, you know, the it, 3D printing community too. You can't 3D print a, uh, a mount for your GoPro. You can't add a GoPro. Those are modifications. That's right. Correct. Absolutely. So, you know, even beyond that, it's, you know, just looking at the expense, you know, there's not going to be a lot of uh, FPV uh, companies out there that are, you know, going to be not, not that they wouldn't be willing, but able to. Um, you know there is a there there's money in, in the scene it's you know it comes it ebbs and it flows but you know it, i think it would be hard pressed depending on that cost for you know some of our favorite manufacturers distributors or whatnot to develop a, a solution for the community that that would be feasible to the faa as well 
yeah, as well I as be able to pay for it. I could see it though going undergrounds, um, just like it sort of was before everybody knew about flight controls because everybody is ro rolling their own flight controllers out of these 18 mega little processors and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, people are still going to do it whether there's a law or not. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, in order for, you know, remote ID to work, there has to be compliance. And the the moment that, you know, not it's kind of a double edged sword for us. And right. I, I, unreasonable reg <laughs> unreasonable regulations will result in large scale noncompliance. We exactly. Feel that, we feel that strongly. Absolutely. And, you know, it it's just a. Uh, it relies on it and and you know if it goes underground you know it goes underground i just think it's going to put a lot of people uh on the wrong side for for something you know that they don't need to be on the wrong side for and it's going to be damaging to domestic uh companies like get fpv and uh you know pyroflip and and you know uh all these guys that that are are in this scene here in the United States and and we're all going to be, you know, getting our stuff from China. But, you know, it just it makes it not tough a, and not it's going to cost 2502 passes. <laughs> right. So, just, so, just kidding. Listen, just kidding. Um, <laughs> we right now with this protest going, we've got uh over like a, a, almost 150 people confirmed on the Facebook, but I know easily 50 people that aren't even on the Facebook that are going. Mm -hmm. and so like we could end up with hundreds of people in the dead of winter. What happens in the middle of the summer? If, if they want to keep messing with us, there's like, there's, there's a building momentum of people right. who just want to have a hobby and not have to deal with the FAA. And I think the FAA is going to get to the point where they just want to have control over airplanes and not have to deal with hobbyists. Because, right. like, they're, they're not used to this. They're used to friggin' pilots. They're not used to dickheads. And so, <laughs> every old guy and every young guy and every mm. middle-aged person all rising up and saying, hey, get the hell out of my business. I'm trying to fly my backyard or I'm trying to fly this field. Or, the, you know, it's like they're going to get fed the fuck up and they're going to talk to Congress, too. And we're going to talk to Congress. And I think that there's going to be a middle ground, but it's going to take our pressure. And, yep, absolutely. And the pressure is just starting now. Yep. Uh, Enoch, I... would it be okay if I came up to the protest to bring up some balls of wood gliders? Absolutely. Listen, just don't. Like, if you want to bring something, we, like we're not. No one's going to fly. But also, like, don't like bring batteries or something. Don't bring like if they maybe take a prop off of it. So it's like. You know what I mean? Just like so, it's easy for oh, people. I got, to rubber band wind up. I got a rubber band wind up plane. Well, <laughs> is, that, is that considered powered? <laughs> well, there's no. It's not under. It's free flight, so it's not under controlled. But remember, you're you're, you know, don't. You, right, you're, right. You're don't, dealing with the, you're dealing with yeah. the capital. You're dealing with the capital police and the park police. And, yeah. You know the UFDA well, guys have done a great job on permitting. You know, so you know, it, don't don't tempt fate. We've gone out of our we way want to make the media on our side, so you yeah. don't want anything that could spark the media to put out. You know, yeah. Think about Tell you what. Signs. Bring your pictures. You bring your pictures. Bring your videos. Yeah. That's what you need to show up. Bring, <clears throat> bring your kids. You know, Absolutely. if there's ever a way to get a, a good excuse to get out of school, this is it. <laughs> it it's just amazing well that one could like actually fly a free flight thing, which is potentially a lot more dangerous than something under control. Yep. Well, you know, here's the deal, guys, is, is Enoch's right here. Uh, the pressure's just building, and and uh, we're going to keep that up. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are going to keep that up. Uh, I want to wrap this up so I don't take any more of your time tonight, but, you know, we're going to keep pushing. Uh, I, I encourage you all to keep pushing. I can't wait to go to the protest. I think it's going to be a good deal. Um, if we get some media attention, man, I think a lot of these guys are going to, you know, knock it out. I'm willing to talk. I, I know, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, are willing to share their stories and, and I'm, I'm bringing with me stories that people have shared with me as well, you know, that can't make it. And I think each of you should as well, if you're going, um, because, 
know, I think I think the FAA is going to get fed up. I don't think they're used to eighteen thousand comments on on one of their NPRMs. I just don't I think. Remember, here's a <laughs> he thought, said. Though, there's three thousand comments. That's a lot. He said. Here, Freaking Jay Merkel. Here's a quick little <laughs> thing though to to go out. I mean, maybe there is just out of ignorance that they just don't know that we exist, and now they do. No, no, no. They they're no. very well aware that we exist. Yeah. They're you know they're, when you when we talk to uh, uh, you know to to Jay his people the the people in the UAS integration office they they are very well aware and they personally know DRL and multi GP people. Uh, they understand freestyle and the difference between freestyle and uh, uh, and and racing. Uh, the D- DRL was represented as one of the twelve uh, companies there at the FAA with the UAS knowledge exam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're pretty you know knowledgeable and aware of what we do and who we are. Not only that, but when the the DRL came to Phoenix, FAA was all over that. They were they were backstage. They were talking. They were inspecting. They were they were they were definitely there. So, you know, they 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 know it, it's it's not ignorance. You know, do I say that you know all you know fifty thousand employees at the at the FAA know about us? Probably not. But the ones that are doing uh, the work related to UAS, they know. Yeah. Yeah, except that, you know, those DRL they're flying twelve hundred, you know, uh, kilogram. <laughs> they're not kilogram, but twelve hundred gram things, and we're right. And, their, and all their view, sub- their view on yeah, their view on the NPRM is it's it's bad, but they'll get waivers because they they get they get waivers today. And I'm I'm not speculating this. I, I'm you know this is from a conversation with a DRL. And yet they, you know, they recognize clearly that it's bad because you know, they're trying to generate excitement around drone racing. And you know, where where are they going to have their pilots uh, practice inside somewhere? You know, you know right. so they they get it, and they're you know, so they're uh, and we got nice compliments on our write up uh, from the DRL. So we have good alignment there, um, Josh. Or there's. Uh, Ace Nepitz is asking for 30 seconds. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to say I've wished there was some kind of a super figurehead or someone who uh, we could just point to or who would stand up. And I guess if anyone knows who uh, Paul McCready was, I've always wished that he were alive. I feel like he would have uh, been uh, fighting for this because he was one of the great era modelers and made environment. Um, I've been hesitant. I've been holding on to something for six weeks. I've been trying to reach out to a sort of a modern Paul McCready, someone who I would hope would be that kind of uh, voice who would stand in a position to completely blow all of this away. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Skydio and who Adam Bree is, but I'd, I found a few YouTube videos of Adam Bree showing his background in like eight or seven years old as an RC modeler. And uh, I can post those here, links to those videos, if that would be appropriate. I Absolutely. Just... Oh, here we go, then. I'm posting it. I can try to contact him and see if he'll come to the protest. So, yeah, I don't know what his deal is. I've tried to reach out to him. But uh, if there's one person on the planet who could stand and tell the FAA, you guys are losers, and not that kind of way, but I, this has got to be the guy who says, look, stop it because i'm making the dji killer and i did rc airplanes as a kid and i don't think he would be who he is if he didn't have rc airplanes as a seven or eight year old kid in the early 90s so and i'm actually the same way myself i was doing rc airplanes at the age of about 10 11 so i'm about i'm the same age as this guy and i've not quite been as successful in life but i'd love to be able to do the same thing i did control only what was that? I did control line. <laughs> right. Same here. You control. You bet. Anyhow, so that's my 30-second spiel, and uh, there it is. If we can okay. find a way to get a hold of Adam Bree, I'd love to know what his opinion is, if he's aware of this. He's got to be. And I guess Skydio is a member of the CDA, but I don't know what that means, because it's probably well, just... Well, if, uh, yeah, if you think about what Skydio is trying to do, they're, they're also supportive of Senate 2502. Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt to reach out and get somebody's take at least on it. Right. And, absolutely. And, See what, and yeah, absolutely. So, I agree. 
You know, I think that that's been kind of our, our <coughs> boon is uh, not being afraid to reach out and talk to people. And as, as well as if, the, you know, if, you know, by and large, we're in agreement, then we should work together. I mean, the AMA is a good example of that. We're talking to Tyler Dobbs and there's a lot of, you know, what we agree on and some that we don't agree on. So, you know, we work on what we agree with. Um, I'm just going to say that, like, spreading the word out to people outside our community is, I think, the most important, most impactful thing we can do. Yeah. Um, I, I've been reaching out to, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, like, uh, different people that may have impact, like Adam Savage. And I think if other people start reaching out as well, if there's, like, a, a volume of people reaching out to all these people that that endorse science in our in our daily life i think i think that that might help us get a louder voice you know i've been contemplating i don't know if anybody of you any any of you know who he is his name's kyle hill he runs a youtube channel called because science i've been thinking about reaching out to him oh yeah Um, you might do it yeah just reach out everybody i I was just thinking tom scott would be good yeah if you know somebody or you know you know somebody who would who would be engaged with this you know let's 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 reach out yeah and, and enoch we we agree and we've talked to uh xjet uh to bruce and he agrees as well that the absolute right message to start with for people outside of the hobby is the is stem and yeah, it's, you know, it's the kid it's kids it's youth it's um you know future innovation and that's the, that's the, the place to start I own a production company because I knew how, I learned how to solder as a kid doing RC. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, uh, the head of engineering for GE Medical or GE Healthcare uh, that I work with, um, he's actually going to be in at Fairfax Medical Center with me, so we're going to be swinging by, um, and he'll come as a representative of GE as well. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Um, I have a question for Enoch. Um, if I wanted to come up to DC for the for the protests and stuff, and to get a feeling the logistics, would I talk to you or Old Gravy like about that? What what logistics are you worried about or wondering about? Oh, like I was I, I'm going to be in Troy, Virginia, or Charlottesville, and so I was wondering if I should just take an Amtrak up to there, or should I get a hotel? Or... Well, so, okay, so the, we really Virginia, Ra- at... Virginia Rail Express is a good a good choice. Oh. It'll bring you. That'll bring you right into Lafont, and then I could get like a cab or something to, to the protest. No, you they have, have a, to. They have a robust metro, and the metro You're, stop is directly yeah. next to the park. Right. Oh. What I'm. What Lafont is this? Is the metro station, and it also is a VR, a, a Virginia Railway Express line. So down where you're, you're going, look for a, a VRE connection. You know, drive or get to that, and that'll take you right to the uh, protest location. So it shouldn't uh, take terribly long then to get up to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, couple hours. Actually, you're, it's a bit we away. Actually, we actually have all the uh, public transit uh, schedules posted on the uh, Help Save Our Hobby website as well. Yeah, if you scroll oh, okay. down, you find, you find a button, it'll go right to the schedules. Okay, great. That's y'all done some good work, guys. Genius. Genius. No yeah, you just can't link our site on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Really? Yeah. Thanks for so putting this thing viral, guys. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that they unviraled it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. Another another larger person uh, in the drone community that's going to be coming. I reached out to um, Ken Heron. I'm actually going to be on a show a week from tomorrow. And, awesome. Uh, possibly me and Enoch, and they're going to be going down for both days of the protest as well. Excellent. Oh, hell yeah. Excellent. Good job. Very nice. All right, guys. Uh, if uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, uh, I know. Thank you for the extra time. Uh, it's been great. This has been a really great meeting, um, and uh, we will see you on the other side of the comment period. So get your comments in. Feel free to reach out to any of us. There's a few people in the in, on the Facebook or in the Discord that have reached out to me for assistance. I'm happy to read your 
read your response or, you know, give you give you some ideas or, you know, just run through with a, you know, an editing comb. It's fine. I don't mind. Um, hit me up, uh, hit any one of these guys up. Uh, they'll get you taken care of. So, um, with that, I will say good night and y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks guys. See you in DC. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see you down there. Night, John boy. <laughs> we'll be there. I'll be there from the 27th to the 2nd. So get a hold of I, you guys. I'll be around. I'm flying in on the early morning 28th, so I'll be there. Cool. Yeah, we'll be in the park uh, by noon probably. I mean, we'll be all set up by noon in the park. Perfect. On, on Friday. I'm taking a red eye from Arizona, man. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. See you.